Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. As many of you know, I was a coach for a number of years and one of the firms that I coached ended up being one of my absolutely favorite firms and things have come totally full circle. I'm so excited about interviewing our guest today. Uh, not only have they created the Ultimate Advisor Coaching Program, but also uh, just the growth and the culture within this firm is a lot about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but Brittany Anderson is our guest. She is the CEO and co-founder of the Ultimate Advisor Coaching uh, Program. She's also co-authored two books, Dare to Dream, Design uh, the Retirement You Want, or You Can't Wait to Wake Up to and Imagine, Act, Inspire, a Daily Journal. And she's also, uh, you guys do all sorts of video and audio and podcasting and, and conferences, uh, this is super exciting. Uh, so Brittany, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. I'm so excited to be here today um, and, and just excited to talk to you. You know, it's been a while. So let's talk about the history. Uh, we can talk about our history in a second, but but let's talk about your history. You know, how did you get here? I mean, how did you get to like co-authoring books and being in financial services and, and co-finding this 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 amazing coaching program? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, I, I think back to almost 11 years ago, um, I, I got this itch. I saw this job posting for uh, an open position at Sweet Financial Services out of Fairmont, Minnesota. And no joke, I felt compelled to apply. It was one of those things I was reading about their culture, uh, reading about the history of the firm, the impact that they make on clients. And I was like, I've got to work there. Uh, so that really kind of kicked off my experience with the financial advisory world. Uh, I, I basically worked uh, several different positions within the company, really learning the ins and outs, um, learning how to best serve clients. And, and through that progression, Brian and I, uh, Brian, the, the, the CEO and founder of Sweet Financial Services, we found this commonality between us, and that was really wanting to make an impact on a bigger scale. So that's where this, this talk of coaching came into play, and, and we decided to uh, form a company called Dare to Dream, Dare to Dream Enterprises, which really were like, okay, we didn't, we're not 100% sure what this is going to be, uh, but we know we want to do some form of coaching. So through time, through progression, through some of Brian's connections, we actually had been asked multiple different times how we manage our operations, how we manage our marketing. Uh, Brian was getting questions. This is, again, not a joke. How do you find a Brittany, right? How, how do you find somebody who can run your firm and, and free you up to do whatever the heck you want? Um, so really, that's where Ultimate Advisor Coaching formulated from is we're like, hey, we want to be able to help other financial advisors not work themselves to death, uh, streamline their practices, really gear themselves up for success and be able to have a firm that that runs on its own, that's self-managed per se. So that is kind of in a nutshell, my history and, and, and how I got to where I'm at today. So for those of you who aren't familiar uh, with with the firm, you, you know, Sweet Financial Services has been in the top of, of Raymond James top producers for absolutely forever. Brittany, when you were hired, so I was working with your firm when you were hired. I was actually working with Ty, uh, who is I think now one of the partners. Is that correct? He is. Yes. Yeah. And um, 
And with the big thing that I focused on early on in, in our relationship was you you actually taking over a lot of those roles and responsibilities that, that Ty had. Ty at the time was an associate wealth advisor, another wealth advisor in the firm. And you were like this sponge. And I remember talking to Brian and, and talking to... Uh, to tie and they're like, man, I don't know where she came from. <laughs> like, this is like a gift to us. And I've talked about it a lot. In fact, Kirk and I, uh, in growing top advisor marketing, we, we have our Brittany, her name is Lisa, right? You have to have a, you in your firm, in any company in order to make it work. And we're going to, cause that's actually what ultimate advisor coaching really is. Why I wanted to bring you on the podcast. One is just cause I think you're awesome. And two, um, because you're covering areas that other coaching programs aren't covering. Is that a fair statement? That's a very fair statement. Uh, and I do want to add, Matt, you made a comment that I think is so relevant. Um, and just the fact that I think the biggest struggle that a lot of financial advisory practices have, especially um, the advisors that would kind of fall into the entrepreneur entrepreneurial category, is that they they don't always have an implementer or an integrator. So I think that's a really important thing to touch on is that in order to kind of take your business to the next level or scale per se, You've got to have somebody on your team that can take your great ideas, that can take your best ideas and actually bring them to life and put them into action. So I think that's that's a great statement that you made and, and is just so true. Everybody needs a Lisa or, you know, touting myself for a second, a Brittany, you know, that you need an integrator, you need an implementer. In every firm that I've ever worked with, uh, whether it's in a marketing capacity, a podcasting capacity or coaching capacity, the firms that really did hit that next level had you had, and I refer to you as the number two, right? I mean, that's, that's the, <laughs> the, the, or in your situation, it kind of be more like a, a one and a half, but you know, I mean, uh, we just jokingly call them the number two. It, it is that COO. And the other thing that you did, which was fantastic was you had the courage, the strength, the fortitude and the mindset to be able to say no. And I think that's what makes the greatest number twos around there, the greatest Britneys, the greatest implementers is when they, cause, cause you know, advisors come back and they have shiny objects in the drum, right? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, here's a great idea. And you're like, meh, it's not part of the big time plan. And you know, you have positioned yourself so well within the organization uh, that when you say no, they're like, okay, yep. Okay. Yep. That's right. So let's talk about the mindset piece, because I think that mindset, when it comes to culture, when it comes to the COO, when it comes to the implementer is wildly important. And, and you named the company, uh, you know, with this whole idea of of this this dare to dream, let let's start breaking down what you've built, and let's start with mindset, if that's okay. Yeah, I think that mindset actually is uh, more important than anything else when it comes to growing your business. And, and the reason that I say that is that I think that um, in today's world, you get a lot of people, and and a lot of people surprisingly in the financial advisor space that get into kind of the stinking thinking mode, right? Where where you get to this place of of maybe complacency and it's like, well, yeah, I I could grow my business, but I don't want to do what he's doing. Or I could get to the next level, but you know, she's done that before and it just doesn't work. So I think getting your head in the right space, and and I, I would attribute 
my own growth and the growth that I see with others within our ultimate advisor coaching platform is that they are growth minded. They're growth oriented. And and you talked a little bit about the shiny object syndrome. And we joke about that within sweet financial all the time, because I think Brian to this day has never encountered an idea that he doesn't love. Um, (laughs) But being able to reel that in and keep your brain focused on what is your, what we, what we call and what we use is the vivid vision. So Cameron Harold, um, great book uh, called Vivid Vision. It, it's a really clear path for getting um, crystal clear, total clarity around the direction that you want your company to go, looking out into a three-year window. Uh, but that's really what we use to base all of our decisions off of. So for me, my part of my role is being able to be that person or that filter for Brian within his firm um, to help coach other advisors and say, hey, yeah, that's a great idea. I love that idea, but it's just not good right now. So you Mm -hmm. have to be willing to say no in order to say yes to other things. And the other thing I wanted to touch on in regards to mindset, you you got me thinking about this a little bit, is there's this thing called in our brain, the reticular activating system. Uh, Matt, have you done any study research around that at all? No, I'm super excited to learn. About oh gosh, this is so good then. <laughs> um, so, so I, I just like, uh, just like I, I coach others. I actually have multiple different coaching programs that I participate in because again, when it comes to mindset, I think growth is just absolutely essential, um, to growing as a person and growing your business. So when you, when you look at what's called the reticular activating system, it's essentially that whole thing where if you decide that you're going to tomorrow buy a red suburban, all of a sudden you're seeing red suburbans everywhere. And, and, and you're, you're not seeing those because everybody on the planet is like, yes, red suburbans are the thing right now. You're seeing it because your brain is all of a sudden focused on that one thing. So the way that I like to bring this down to business is that when you look at your mindset, when you look at growing your business, uh, your reticular activating system is going to help you succeed or it's going to help you fail. Because if you're looking for ways that you cannot grow, that you have stunted, that you have hit a ceiling of complexity, your brain is naturally going to find evidence to support that thought. It's, It's naturally ingrained beliefs. Now, on the other hand, when it comes to a positive mindset, without getting woo-woo on you here at all, uh, when you're looking for growth opportunities, when you're looking for um, ways to integrate better, ways to say no to certain things so you can say yes to others, your brain, through this reticular activating system, is going to naturally find ways to break through those ceilings of complexity and find ways to support your growth. So when you look at mindset, it's, it's really more powerful than what you even realize because there's things in our brain that we cannot control. Uh, so when you're looking for the good, you're going to find evidence of that. When you're looking for the bad, you're going to find evidence of that too. So keeping your, your head in the right state of mind is just essential in growing your business. And that's actually one of the first modules that we teach on because it is so important and it sets you up for success in going through any sort of coaching program across the board. Well, let's switch gears and talk more about after they get done with that that piece, then you really dive in and unpack, again, some things that a lot of other coaching programs haven't touched 
uh, which which is really focusing on the team and really focusing on it not being about the advisor. Would you mind elaborating on those? Yeah, that's um, I would say again when you look at kind of the 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 pillar or the the level of importance uh, when you look at focusing in on your team. So uh, John Rowland has a really good book. It's called Giftology. The, the whole premise is built on uh, providing unique experiences for your clientele that are going to make you stand out. So I like to bring that back down a level because I think in order to truly provide a unique experience for uh, your clientele, for your prospects, you have to give your team that same level of experience. So if you are going to try to wow a client, wow a prospect, and you expect your team to participate in that, give them the experience of being wowed themselves. So when I look at, uh, let's just talk about a gifting strategy really quick. I think this is an easy one for people to get their hands around. We actually implemented uh, John, again, John Rowland. I don't, I don't get any sort of compensation for this. I have no affiliation with him, but it's just such a good book and a good concept. Uh, but we implemented his gifting strategy. So when you look at uh, Christmas time, for example, so Christmas, you expect gifts, right? <laughs> like if you get a gift from somebody, you're not like, oh my gosh, I'm so surprised that I got a Christmas present, right? You might be pleasantly, uh, maybe pleasantly surprised in a way getting something from somebody that you maybe didn't expect, but it's kind of that tis the season mentality. Now, with this particular strategy that we've employed is we actually don't gift at Christmas time. We gift in January because the hustle and bustle of the holidays has died down. The shuffle of just kind of filtering, there's a billion Christmas cards people are getting, people are busy, they have holiday experiences with their families. Uh, we want a chance to be able to stand out to them and have it be remembered so that it's impactful. So if you're expecting your team to deliver some sort of experience like that, do the same thing for them. Surprise and delight them on the back end so that they know how good it feels and they're excited to deliver that to your team. So I think that's just something, again, the gifting strategy is just a really simple example, but I think it's so important if you're going to try to provide an experience for your clients, provide it to your team as well. I absolutely love that. I, I, people, especially with, with millennial uh, and young Generation X uh, team members, uh, it, it's not always about money. I remember, Brittany, I'm sure you've heard this a hundred times, but but they get a paycheck every two weeks. That's my thank you. And that's not how it works anymore <laughs> and really probably never should have been how it worked. But um, I love that. You know, uh, when you have company core values, which I know you guys do, and you're living those core values, especially with the team, uh, it just, it becomes pervasive, right? And when clients call in, they're going to feel the same thing. And I, and I love that. But when you coach advisors, one of the things, and this is very different, I want everybody to understand how different this is than other coaching programs, but very, very different because you talk about, stop making it about you, make it about the client prospect and also the team. Do you get resistance from that? And if so, how do you overcome that resistance? Because we have really big egos, Brittany, <laughs> in this industry. So how do you deal with that? Well, I'm glad you pointed out the ego thing so I didn't have to be the bad guy here. <laughs> um, that's, that's another really good question, Matt. Yes. In short answer, yes, we absolutely get resistance. And it's not because uh, the the advisor necessarily is like, no, I'm I'm so wonderful that I need to talk about myself. That's that's not the type of resistance that we get. 
the resistance is that if I don't talk about myself, if I don't talk about my process, how am I differentiating myself? Right? So that is, that's the comment. That's the, the resistance that we're getting. And my response to that is when, when you're looking at selling, right? Because in a nutshell, that's what we do as advisors. We sell. We're selling our process. We're selling our method. But people get too stuck in the whole idea of selling themselves. And that's what makes them uncomfortable, right? Because they're like, I have to be heard. I have to make sure that I get my message across. To flip that mindset, what I would encourage you to do, take your website, for example, Go to your website and look at how many times you use the word I, we, or my, right? My process. Here's what I can do for you. Uh, Here's what we do at XYZ company. And change that verbiage to say, here's the experience you're going to get. Here's what you can gain from this process. So again, you're getting into your client's mind and you're basically saying, here's how we can serve you, but saying it in a way that actually appeals to them. Because when you look at, again, the, the psyche or kind of the, the brain of any individual, you're looking for what's in it for you. Uh, I, I like to use this example as well. You know, if you're walking through an airport to any of our travelers out there, uh, you're walking through an airport and uh, you're walking past one of those gift shops. And, and you know those those little kiosks or those stands that have a million keychains with names on them. So mm-hmm. it is natural human nature to be drawn to that because people like to see their name in print. That's what's in it for them, right? I can I can see my name. I'm not looking for Matt. I'm not looking for Brian. I'm looking for Brittany, right? That's the mindset that people come into when they're looking at how you can serve them uh, in your business. So you have to make your verbiage about them. That simple website review is just a great place to start. Also, your collaterals, anything that's promoting your business, if it says anything about I, me, my, our, shift that to you, your, here's how it can impact you, and here's how it's going to change your life. Simple word changes, but it makes it more impactful. Yeah, totally different feeling, right? I mean, I absolutely love that. That's darn good marketing advice right there. Um, so if anybody, if if they're, if you were just looking for one of your takeaways, you just got it, right? I mean, may, please make sure you write that down. Do that website review. Uh, look and see how many times you're using those possessive self-centered words and change it to being client-focused because it is the whiffum, right? What's in it for me? Uh, everybody wants to have that what's in it for me. And very few websites, podcasts, social media posts have anything to do with me trying to get you to experience what it's like to work with us um, before you ever walk in the door. Uh, because, and that's really what true marketing really is. So let, let's talk about marketing. We're going to switch gears here now. Um, what is your stance on marketing, Brittany? I mean, uh, I know Brian comes up with, comes back with, I should say, hundreds of thousands <laughs> of ideas, you know, the, the greatest, latest marketing things. But most advisors don't even spend the bare minimum, which is 7%. They should be spending 15 to 20% on marketing. But they're not spending the money on the marketing. They don't value the marketing because they they can't really see ROI directly. How do you handle that in the Ultimate Advisor Coaching Program? Yeah. So one of the things that absolutely uh, gr- just grinds me, right? It just it just hits a not a good nerve, is when uh, people say, "I don't I don't need marketing. I don't I don't think that matters. I I'm a referral based business." Okay. 
So that's great. First of all, I'm, I got to commend whoever is, you know, driving their business by referrals. I think that's excellent. And that's a testament to the services that you're providing for your clients. But by not focusing on marketing, by not uh, getting your message out, you are missing a huge opportunity. And, and the way that I like to phrase this with our clients, when we're talking marketing and we're getting somebody geared up who really hasn't had much experience with it, is that you need to believe so strongly in the value that you provide to your clients. You need to to feel so strongly about how your process benefits the people that go through it that you truly feel by not putting it out into the world, you are doing this world a disservice. So if you don't feel that passionately about your service, then that's something that you need to take a step back and look at how you can enhance your inner workings of your business. But if you really believe that you are the best at what you do, if you believe that you have something that's going to be life-changing and that can really benefit the people that work with you, then man, get that message out there. Uh, you know, And, and I, I like to give a good example of this. If, if you want to go to uh, sweetfinancial.com, you can see an example of the wording or the messaging or indirect marketing that I like to say. So instead of saying, uh, we see this on websites a lot, like your financial future, planning for your financial future. Financial future is on so many advisors' websites, it's like copy and paste across the board. Uh, But when you look at Sweet Financial's website, the first thing that you're going to see is a statement that says, it's your dream, we'll help you get there. Right. So when you look at that's our process and when you look at what we market to people, what we market to our target niche or our target demographic, it's that message. It's about them. It's your dream. And we believe so strongly in it that we are absolutely going to market it and put it out there. Because if you're not working with us and you fit in our niche, then we feel like you're not getting the best service that you possibly can. So really, it's believing in your process, believing in your systems and feeling confident enough to put it out there. You do not have to be salesy. That's, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions with marketing is that people feel that marketing is uh, equivalent to being salesy, being pushy. And it absolutely is not. It's communicating how you can help and putting it in front of the right people. Dear God, I'm going to take that statement you just made <laughs> and I'm going to post that, post that everywhere. Uh we we say that a lot. And, and, you know, Brittany, when you say things over and over again, and, and it seems to fall on somewhat deaf ears, I mean, not not entirely, you think you're crazy. So thank you very much for reinforcing that all of us here at Top Advisor Marketing aren't insane, that we're in line with another firm uh, that's, that's going out and kicking butt and taking names and really truly trying to help advisors do exactly that. That's what our whole existence is, just like yours is, is to try to help advisors who are truly unique and different get their voice out there into the marketplace so that we can overcome and what we call be your own loud, right? We want you to rise above the noise that's out there that we all have to fight against, uh, you know, from all of these humongous corporations that are spending lots of money and and unfortunately providing some information that's not 100% accurate. You said Mm. systems, right? Now, I know that you are a very systems-oriented firm, and that is one of your humongous value propositions. And when you're building those systems, you are keeping this idea of helping people to achieve their dreams and it being about them. How do you help advisors implement systems? And after they do have this, this value proposition, this 
this values-based systems put in place, what does that do for the advisor? Yes. So systems, um, we absolutely are 100% a systems-oriented business, really in, in all of the business uh, ventures that we're involved with. Uh, we like to make a joke at Sweet Financial that we actually have a process for how to write a process. And I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. <laughs> so systems are absolutely the way, the way to go. And, and the reason for it is, you know, there's this thing out there. I don't know if you've ever heard it before, but it's called human error. <laughs> I know we like to think that that we are great at remembering things. I mean, there's that, what's that quote out there that says, uh, the biggest lie that I tell myself is that I'll remember that. So that's really what the whole premise of systems and processes is built off of, is, is realizing that if you can have documented procedures, documented processes for how you service your clients, um, for your inner operations within your business, that is what is going to help you scale. Because if you are going on these one-off tangents and you're like, oh yeah, we did this for this client, but we actually did it this way for this prospect, and then we did it this way for this person, it's a convoluted mess. And unfortunately, I see that a lot when you don't have particularly documented processes and systems. So what we like to do with, with any of our coaching clients, when we first bring them on board, we start with kind of the fundamentals. And what's the, the one biggest process that you don't want to screw up, that's your onboarding of a prospect. So that's really typically where we start is saying, get that documented, get that so tight that it cannot be messed up. And then we go kind of uh, pyramid ways from there. So we look at what are some of the other integral processes that could either cost you money, that could expose your business in a negative way, or that could actually cause a turnover, because that's a big one, turnover for your team or turnover for your clientele. And that's really where we start tackling some of these systems, processes, and procedures. And in answer to your question, you know, once they get those implemented, there's this word that keeps popping up uh, after we hear kind of the results end of this, and it's freedom, right? So the, the reps feel like, man, I can focus on the things that I'm passionate about, that I'm excited about, and I don't have to worry about the whirlwind because it's documented. And we actually take it one step further from there by giving them tools and resources so that when a mistake does happen, when human error kind of sneaks back into the process, there's, there's a way for the team members to course correct in a way that, that really creates and amplifies that kind of self-managed company concept. So really, it's just making sure that you've got your I's dotted, your T's crossed, you're servicing the heck out of your clients, and you're doing it in a consistent way way. That's really the core of what systems and processes are about. I'm going to play devil's advocate with you here, and I, I hope that's all right. Um, one of the things that makes a great advisor is attention to detail and control, right? That's actually really what I want mm -hmm. in a financial services professional. But I don't necessarily want that in the advisor. I want that in the company. How do you remove the advisor from that level of detail-oriented micromanagement to empower the team to do what the team does so the advisor can stay in there. Yeah. Mind. So the first thing that we do is we put really good locks on the doors to just keep them penned up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's such a good question. Um, it, that is a big struggle, especially for the advisors that have been in business for 
30, 40 years that have really built their business from, from the ground up, right? That remember going back and, man, I, I slept in the office. I made cold calls for 16 hours straight. Uh, the people that have really scraped to build uh, amazing businesses now, it's because of their attention to detail. And that is what makes a great advisor. But, but what I would challenge advisors in that mindset to do is to understand that if you put the right people in the right seats, your sole role in the company is to make sure that you're fostering great relationships with your clients. That is your sole focus. So by, by capturing the wisdom and that attention to detail that's all up in your brain and putting it to paper, it's like putting yourself in a million different places at once, and it gives your team a structure to follow. So that's, that's again, that's how you can actually get your processes to paper is by taking that stuff out of your head, taking that high attention to detail, putting it down on paper. I can't stress. I think I've said on paper like four times now because I can't stress it enough. You've got to have those procedures and what's in your head documented on paper so you can put the people in the seats to be able to follow them and execute time and time again. You talk about efficient versus effective too, because I think that follows the, the conversation that we're having right now. Can you define those words and how changing uh, that mindset can change your Yes. Uh, when you look at the term efficient, I hear that a ton, right? In, in the coaching world too. You look at becoming more efficient. Uh, when you look at anything that's related to productivity, time management, becoming more efficient is a word that's used uh, greatly. But the problem with that is that you can be efficient at, at really dumb things. <laughs> you can be efficient at wasting time. If, if you want to think about that, you could be the, I actually, I know people who spend so much time organizing their lives to become efficient in that, that they are missing any sort of effectiveness. So when we're coaching people, we actually focus on the effective end of the spectrum. How can you be effective? How can you actually uh, scale your business in an effective way? You can be efficient in, in, in a lot of different things, but if you're not effective, you're not going to get the results. And that typically resonates with advisors because a lot of advisors are very results-driven or results-oriented individuals. So that efficient versus effective tends to resonate when we look at growing their practice. And when we look at um, enhancing their systems and procedures behind the scenes. Brittany, since you've been coaching so many people and, and getting so deep in, in your hands in so many aspects of, of, of financial services practice, if you were able to give new agents or new advisors a, a piece of advice from all of this vast experience, what, what would it be? I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give to a new or growing advisor is to... Um, try to really eliminate any limiting beliefs that you have. And what I mean by limiting beliefs is, you know, I, I think it's, it's really easy, especially when you're new in business to be like, man, I, I wish I could do what, what that advisor is doing. Like he must be, you know, way more skilled than I am or smarter or more efficient or more effective or, or whatever the case is. So really getting those limiting beliefs out of your head Focusing on opportunities 
and and really surrounding yourself with growth-minded individuals who are going to push you to be your best, uh, who are going to encourage you to kind of reach for the stars per se. I think that that is one of the biggest attributes for for myself um, and for other individuals that I've coached is when they are surrounding themselves with big thinkers, with positive individuals, with people who are making them think about things in a way that they never have before that's where they experience exponential breakthroughs. So I highly encourage you, you know, find somebody that you admire, um, find a group of people that you admire and get yourself ingrained and indoctrined into those uh, groups, into those masterminds, into those uh, uh, friendships per se. They're going to help you grow and that's what's going to help you get to the next level. All right, Brittany, if uh, if people want to get a hold of you and find out more about the Ultimate Advisor Coaching Program, and all of the great things that you do, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, so they can go to ultimateadvisorcoaching.com and you can actually schedule a consultation directly from our website. Total no obligation. We're happy to answer any questions, um, help you kind of troubleshoot anything that's going on in your business. and, And we can talk about how we could potentially help you down the road. And do you have anything else? Do you have a blog? Do you have a podcast? What what are the ways that people can connect with you? Yes. So we have a, a podcast. It's myself, uh, Brian Sweet, founder, CEO of Sweet Financial, and then our business partner, who is an absolute uh, marketing automation guru, Dre Redfern. That podcast is Ultimate Advisor Podcast. Um, you can find it on all the major podcast platforms. And we will make sure that we have uh, links to everything that you just said uh, in our show notes. So, Brittany, thank you so much for taking time. I know that you're crazy busy. This was hugely valuable to our audience. Uh, and it was just it was nice to hear your voice and connect again. Well, thank you, Matt. I really appreciate being on here. And it was great to connect with you, too. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, click that subscribe now button below. And if you don't mind, give us a quick rating on iTunes. If you have an idea, a guest idea or a topic idea that you want us to cover on the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, just go ahead and email me at matt at topadvisorm.com. And that M is for marketing. We'll be more than happy to either have a call with you and talk to you about it a little bit more. Or if there is a a guest, we will go ahead and, and reach out and get them on the podcast. If you want to have a podcast, uh, if you truly want to do a lot of the stuff that Brittany was talking about, having it be very client focused, getting your audience to experience what it's like to work with you, to interact with you and to interact with your team. We firmly believe at Top Advisor Marketing that podcasting is the way that an advisor can do it in a very, very minimal time commitment with a very, very large impact. So for everybody at Sweet Financial Services, Ultimate Advisor Coaching, and all of us here at Top Advisor Marketing, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information.